Hi, and welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. My name is Nikki Vo, and I'm your host. I am a boat owner, a marina owner, a director on the Marina Industries Association, and a huge advocate for boating. In this series, I'm sharing the stories from every nook of the boating industry with the intention of encouraging more women to join me and for more women to get behind the helm too. I want to share the experience and opportunities of boating, of the boating industry, and I want you to join me as I bring the conversations and answer all the questions you've had. Boating is not just for the glamorous and rich and famous. It's full of beautiful and interesting people making the most of our natural environment and getting out there, enjoying the waterways. So let's set off the lines, take over the helm and escape to the world of boating. So welcome everyone to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I am excited to introduce to you today one of the women I know well in the industry and I've loved seeing her career path as it has been. Um, Her name is Christine Roberts. She is the membership and sponsorship manager for Amex, Super Yacht Australia and also the Australian Commercial Marine Group. So like all women, she is a multitasker. Christine, welcome. Thank you, Nikki. (laughs) Great to talk to you. Tell me, how do you manage your time across those three different roles? Is it three different roles or how, how does it work for you? It's a similar role across the three groups actually. So we have a, a small office, there's only four, four staff and an extra um, staff member also in Brisbane. But um, so I guess all our roles are, you know, very hands-on. Everybody does across all boards, all roles, all responsibilities. But my primary focus is membership and sponsorship manager. And basically, really, I'm tasked with retaining and growing membership for those three organisations and um, and then looking across at our events side, looking for sponsorships and partnerships uh, for a lot of the activities that we do that, that covers... Uh, all three entities really. So some are more major than others in terms of, for example, our yearly conference. But um, that yearly conference uh, certainly is geared towards all three of those different entities. So So you're a real relationship person. You're building relationships all the time. Yes. Yeah, with both your sponsors and your members. Members, yes. Mm. So give me an example, Christine, of somebody that might be a member of, say, Super Yacht Australia. Right, Super Yacht Australia, we have, we have a very diverse membership uh, group, but they could be Super Yacht Crew Academies, so the actual training companies that um, provide courses for people keen to get into the industry. Um, we have uh, marinas and yacht clubs which have Super Yacht uh, facilities and berths. We have uh, insurance companies such as Pantaneous that specialise in in providing insurance for the industry, for super yacht owners. We have uh, Providor companies that supply um, provisions for super yachts. We have uniform companies such as Quality Marine Clothing that provide uniforms for super yacht crews. And the Boat Princess. And the Boat Princess. Yeah. Um, we have finance and foreign exchange companies that are obviously dealing with a a clientele that are, um, you know, keen on 
super yachts, planes, trains, cars, fast, you know, anything fast and luxurious. So it really, it's a huge spectrum. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. It covers so many different spaces. That's quite incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, companies that are involved in the manufacture of super yachts. So, so the Benettis of the this Benettis world. The Benettis of the world. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. And um, what do you, which is your, do you have a favourite between the three? Of the three? Yeah. I love the Supion group. Yes. Yeah. So I love Supion Australia. Yeah. So I guess, you know, we're, we're very active with uh, Supion Australia in terms of events, in terms of raising the awareness of the Supion sector in Australia and of chartering. So you've got, you know, all aspects of, of, the tourism side of it as well, which is exciting, um, and generally really helping to grow that whole sector and the interest in that sector in Australia. Uh, I'm excited also by the um, by our Amex group, so really yeah. supporting those companies, Australian companies that are manufacturing and exporting products for the marine sector is also. And and just for our listeners listening, that wasn't. Amex, it's Amex, Amex. so it's A-I-M-E-X, which stands for? The Australian International Marine Export Group. Yes, so just to clarify that for our listeners. Now, let's talk about you, Christine. Born here, born somewhere else? No, born in Sydney, born on the North Shore. Grew up not far from exactly where we are today. (laughs) There you go, because we're at our marina today, folks, at Empire Marina Bob and Head, so um, which is on... Sydney's leafy North, North Shore, Shore, as we call it. So did you go to one of those North Shore schools, darling? I did, yes. I have uh, to which confess one, darling? <laughs> a public school to start with. Yeah. And then Pimble Ladies College. Oh, she's a PLC girl. Oh, how exciting. We've got a PLC girl on the podcast, folks. <laughs> and then I saw the light move to the Northern Beaches. <laughs> Feckle, feckle. Yes, Northern Beaches is a rather beautiful part of the yeah. world. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. The North Shore is beautiful, but the yeah, yeah. beaches are quite incredible. So, um, your career didn't start in boating, did it? No. How, not how at did all. your career start, no. my love? My career was in PR and communications and publishing. So I probably spent really the first uh, 10 years of a busy working life with PR agencies um, working on a a variety of clients. And in publishing, um, I I do a lot of writing. I've written for business magazines, company magazines, annual reports, all that side of it. Uh, I took a bit of a a strange twist following that and worked for um, a big tobacco company. Oh, okay. um, In their regulatory affairs department and uh, that was an interesting role that actually came up through one of my PR clients and so I worked for them for uh, British American Tobacco for 18 months during the time of their merger and that was just a fascinating period of my life something completely different and then I went into real estate after that. Did you? Yes. Okay. I was a senior property manager for actually St Ives Real Estate for seven years that's a very busy role, a property manager, very isn't it? Very busy role, mm. yeah. Really hectic role mm. for seven years. Mm. Uh, and that probably did a pretty good job of burning me out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just post that that uh, we moved to Pitwater and then I sort of started a whole new, I guess, a whole new adventure 
and I was manager of um, a bookshop, a well-known bookshop down in Manavale, Bercolo Books. For oh, a while. I love Bercolo Books. Yeah. Yeah. So Are they was, still there? Yes. Oh, yes. Lovely So store. I was there for three years and during that time. When was that? Oh, golly. Let me think. That would be about 13 years ago. Okay. 13, 14 years ago probably. Just before I moved to Manavale. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And during that time, we worked closely with the um, Royal Motor Yacht Club at Broken Bay because okay. Karen Baldwin was doing a lot of events. Oh, uh, the lovely she was Karen, general manager there. Yeah, and Berkelow would work with her. We would, I would organise to um, co-promote the event. If they had authors there, we'd help them arrange authors, bring their books in, attend those events. So she and I spent quite a lot of time working on those events together, and then she actually suggested I might like to apply for a role at the Marina Industries Association. Oh. She was a director yes. uh, there. Yes. And I did apply for that and I was successful. So I became the um, membership and administration officer for the MIA. Ah, see, us board members are always on the lookout for goodies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that was wonderful because I'd really sort of got into boating and just my love of the water and everything by that stage and I was sailing, my children were sailing and to me it was just a combination of everything I loved. So I was working in a sector that I, I absolutely loved and living, you know, in pit water and it was great. That's wonderful. And that sail- tell me about that, that sailing. What sort of sailing? My sailing. Mm. Uh, I, I did my initial sailing through Royal Prince Alfred um, and just on Wednesday, you know, ladies racing. So you jumped on, on somebody else's boat sort of thing? Yeah, well, initially I just did the training courses and then did some crewing um, and then my husband at that stage um, got into yachting in a big, big way and was in a syndicate and did Sydney to Hobart's and I guess we were all really drawn into sailing at a different level then yeah um not keen on ocean racing so that wasn't my dream to do that but yep. um certainly sailing around pit water in the harbour is something that I love and I'm yeah. back into doing that now which is great that's so, fantastic yeah yeah so um the kids still sail no none of them do oh is that right yeah it's funny how that happens sometimes I, I guess isn't they it? move on and then they move away from here and they move into the city and they've all got their careers but my youngest daughter was a very competitive sailor um, through her school and um, absolutely loved it so we certainly spent a lot of time around the sailing clubs and that's a good lifestyle for the kids I reckon fabulous yeah. Absolutely great lifestyle. Yeah. They all actually went from that into surf lifesaving really and that's I guess what took up the next few years was more um, involvement with surf lifesaving which is equally a, a great, great um, area for kids to be involved in. Absolutely. You still volunteer for surf lifesaving, don't you? Um Wild Beach, yes. Yeah. I haven't, haven't for a little while, so I'm not as active in that as I used to be. Yeah. And that's actually how um, I caught up with my current boss, um, David Good. Ah, there we go. Because he moved down to uh, up to the Northern Beaches and we caught up at the Whale Beach Surf Club. Okay. So, Christine, you do some volunteer work for the surf living still, don't you? Not, not anymore at the moment, but I did for many years, yes. I was actually a liaison parent between the school where my son was at Knox and Whale Beach Surf Club. And then my daughter got very involved with the club as well as a trainer, chief trainer. And we lived 
very close to the club, so yeah, I was really involved in it, but um, have not really done too much on that voluntary side <laughs> of the last couple of years, no. And I have a feeling that's where you met David Good, wasn't it? It was. Well, David and I knew each other from the Marine Industries Association during that period. He's uh, when he was up in Cairns, they were a member of ours at the MIA, and we kept in touch. And when he moved to Sydney, uh, he actually moved um, to the same suburb where I was living. So we caught up down at the Whale Beach Surf Club. There you go. Mm. So job interview over a glass of wine, I'm guessing. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. I was actually working at Middle Harbour Yacht Club at that stage. So oh, were you? With Karen? With Karen again. Yes. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So... So you went from MIA to Middle Harbour? I actually went from MIA to a, another industry association called the Accommodation Association of Australia. Oh, yes. So that was an interesting change because it took me, I guess, uh, away out of the boating sector and more into general tourism and accommodation, yes. which was really interesting. Yes. Um, amazing how many people you come across that are just across, you know, all these areas. So a lot of contacts um, were kept up with and maintained and that was an interesting period of time too. And interesting, I always think marinas are like hotels anyway. Yeah. They're just, you know, room room yeah. space for boats very, instead very of room space for people. That's how I regard very marinas. Very similar in, in so many ways, very yeah. similar. But I guess, look, working in a cold city building in the middle of Pitt Street um, wasn't really my preferred place. Yes. So when Karen contacted me about working at Middle Harbour Yacht Club, that was um, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Too good to say no to. So. Yeah, because Karen is a fantastic um, model for women in the industry, yeah, um, a mentor. Uh, she's um, she's now in WA, isn't she? Yes. Oh, she's not in WA. And about to move again. Oh, is she? Mm. <gasps> Have to catch Wednesday. up with Karen, find yes. out the find out the goss. She's crossing the country. Oh, yeah, she's a fantastic yeah. woman. Yeah. So... Um, tell me about your time at Middle Harbour Yacht Club then. Well, I was there, I was membership and marketing manager as well. And so that was, again, building, I guess, retaining and building membership um, within the club, um, helping, you know, assisting with all the events that we ran there as marketing manager. And um, an exciting difference because then I really became part of. I guess, the yachting side of boating. Which, which is quite different, isn't very it? Very different. Yeah, yeah, very different to marinas and facilities and and I guess uh, the th that side of um, the industry. So instead it was really being part of a, a club and a big racing club, big, big yachting club. So I, I found that very exciting because I was involved with um, helping coordinate the regattas, doing the marketing for those. Um, it's a very active racing club. And with a very loyal, um, big membership base. Mm. So that was a great time there. Mm. Mm. And I know they have a really good kids program there too, don't they? Yes, they're Discover Sally, yes. They've got yeah. great kids So set tell up. us about that. Uh, well, that sort of operated almost within a little, you know, business centre of its own. But certainly, you know, they ran fantastic um, programs through the holidays for kids um, of all ages. They've also got the Olympic sailing base there at Middle Harbour 
And so I think for, for young kids learning to sail, the tackers level, they can see these Olympians literally training right there in and out of that club and it's huge motivation. Mm. Uh, they can really see if they've got a love for the sport or if their family are heavily involved in sailing, they can see that there's enormous opportunity there for competition, not just locally but globally. Yeah. And it was certainly a, a huge, hugely exciting whenever you know, the Olympic teams came down and, um, you know, were, were there on the deck and the kids were able to go and meet them, all yeah. their sailing heroes. That's pretty exciting, isn't it's it? It's fabulous. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So, Christine, give me a, a highlight of your career in the, this wonderful boating industry that we all work in. Well, there have been many, but I guess one of the most exciting things I did was have the opportunity to lead a marina tour of um, Australian marina operators, uh, yacht club operators, over to Europe, specifically to um, Italy and Croatia and Slovenia. Oh, I missed out on that one. I know. You, I, you were busy, I know. <laughs> but um, fantastic opportunity both for myself and for those operators to also see firsthand um, practices and operations of yacht clubs and big big marinas in yeah. some of the, those European cities and it was just fantastic and look we took over half a dozen operators and from all different types of uh, marina facilities some were from clubs some were from yacht club, uh, from um, marinas and uh, shipyards and we did a variety of facilities in Venice for three days and then into Slovenia and west uh, the western side of Croatia. <gasps> and it was really looking, you know, deeply into their operations and their services, even their, their software that they were using, looking at any trends that, uh, you know, they may be following over in Europe or developing. And most the idea was most of those operators were encouraged to, you know, uh, use the opportunity and look for new ideas to bring back to their facilities in Australia or vice versa, talk to these operators over there and just let them know what was actually happening back here with their own facilities. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was a wonderful time away and a fabulous opportunity. Yeah, that would have been amazing. The, the European marinas are quite different in Very their different. operation to us aren't they there's things like you know when it, when our clients sometimes say oh my boat's very close to the one next door you have to say well actually if you're in Europe and you're in a super yacht you have to use your engines to push the other yeah. super yachts further away <laughs> to actually get into your berth so you know it's <laughs> it really isn't an issue here um and the they're much more transitional as well, aren't yeah, they? They've, they've got visitors coming into their marinas all the time, whereas yes. a lot of our marinas, especially in Sydney, are kind of permanent residents, as it were, with the occasional transitional visitors. Yep. Um, so yes. it's a very different style of operation over there. We've got some wonderful friends that own marinas over there and, and um, Marina Punat in Croatia yes, and, and yes. Oh, beautiful people. Wonderful. Um, and we just love hearing there when we're there, the Icomia events we go to on some of It's fascinating to talk to those different marina owners about how they operate, what they do. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that would have been an amazing tour for some really inspirational ideas yeah, and concepts. Sensational. Yeah. And much more impacted by seasons as well, I guess. In Australia we have such a really moderate temperate sort of climate, uh, climate most of the time. But some of those marinas are, you know, half under snow you know, yes. at times of the year. Yeah. And, yeah, very different challenges actually. Yeah. 
So what do you think um, is excitingly ahead for you in your career with these wonderful um, operations that you work with at the moment? Look, I think more of the same. I think I'm excited by the challenge. It's a great growth period, I think, coming up for our sector. And we've all, it feels like we've all been a little bit on hold for two years for obvious reasons. So I think now there's a real energy in the sector. There's a, a real enthusiasm for events. Um, there's a, a great opportunity for growth. And for the next 10 years, uh, heading into the Olympics, there's huge, it, it's just a wonderful period of time to be involved in this industry. And the, the growth in our membership has been strong and I guess, you know, that's something that I'm excited about. So across our three entities, that's really my goal is to build membership. The increase in sponsorship interest and partnerships has also developed enormously and can be seen from our soiree. And we're looking forward to a great conference this year, I think, you know, with the world starting to open up again and people starting to move around more so than the last two years. It's 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 quite a unique time, I think. And that I think we'll we, be very, very busy. Yeah, I think you will too. I think this industry's got great growth ahead mm. of it. Um, and to, uh, that, that is something we haven't mentioned actually, your Amex conference. Tell me about that. Yes, our industry conference is in May up at Sanctuary Cove and uh, from the 16th of May and it's the um, ASMEX conference is the name of it and it covers the Superyacht, the marine export group side and the commercial marine sectors. So companies and, and individuals that are involved in those three areas are, are involved and encouraged to attend and it's a, it's a full day's conference at Sanctuary Cove and we have also... I guess the highlight of it is really our Gala Marine Industry Awards where we recognise uh, companies' achievements and individual achievements across those three sectors. Do I get the award for drinking the most champagne at the soiree? We, we, or? we have that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll reserve that for you, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite a uh, – that May period is – I know our lovely Hillary from Ocean Magazine is very tired by the end of May because yeah. she goes to uh, Asmex and then she does um, Sanctuary Cove, Sanctuary Cove, Cove show. Boat Show. And then we've got Marina's, the Marina's 22 coming absolutely. up this year as well, Jam which packed. is the MIA conference as well, at which I'll be speaking, folks, which yep. I'm looking forward to. Um, and it's it's a big, big big period of time that you're on completely on you know so yeah it's a very exciting time for the boating industry yeah, up there absolutely yeah and it's a beautiful venue too Malfa do an amazing job of um sanctuary cove boat show i yeah. can't wait to see it again this year so thank you so much for coming in today lovely to see you, you. and i will see you on the water soon Oh, it's been lovely to have you listen out there, folks. I really appreciate your ears. And um, if you'd like to get in contact, just follow me on Instagram at The Boat Princess and perhaps leave me a comment on today's picture of our podcast so that we can get an idea of what you thought about it. That'd be lovely. Take care and we'll see you on the water soon.